One of the words we hear very frequently in sacred scripture is the word covenant. It's a difficult word to sort of define. Webster's Dictionary, literally, the, the, the definition was simply an agreement, period. That was it. Very short and sweet definition. Uh, and it's a, very, it's a very common thing we hear in Scripture, but I think the word agreement is a, a, leaves a lot to be desired, I think, out of that definition. Because covenants are about relationships. I think that might be a better one-word definition than merely an agreement. It's a relationship. It's more on the level of a person rather than merely a contract or a transaction. And there are so many covenants that we hear about in Scripture, so many relationships in the Old Testament, the New Testament, and even hearing about them from Christ himself. Many relationships and agreements are pacts that people made to follow God. It can be a difficult concept to fully encapsulate nowadays. But one of the most basic relationships I think we can compare a covenant to would be a marriage, right? Because there's so much nuptial language in Scripture, so many parables about attending weddings or references to wedding feasts, the entirety of Ephesians chapter 5, and even our first reading today from the prophet Isaiah where God makes this nuptial image all the more vivid for us. We hear, The Lord delights in you and makes your land his spouse. As a young man marries a virgin, your builder shall marry you. And as a bridegroom rejoices in his bride, so shall your God rejoice in you. God has been in relationship with humanity ever since the Garden of Eden. In a sense, he has been betrothed to humanity ever since the very beginning of time, pouring himself out for us, pursuing us as someone would their beloved. God has continually given us his life and given us his love in this beautiful relationship that he has forged with us from the beginning of time. The problem, though, is that from the very beginning of time, humanity has been unfaithful to that relationship, to that covenant, unfaithful to that covenant, unfaithful to that marriage of sorts that we have with God, sort of like an unfaithful spouse. And even in the Old Testament, there's the example of the prophet Hosea, That God tells him to take Gomer as his wife, knowing full well that she would be unfaithful to him. To give to Hosea this idea of what God feels like when his people are unfaithful to him. Again, showing this prophet Hosea how unfaithful we are as human beings from time to time. Again, we have defied God in many ways ever since the Garden of Eden. And if we think about it, God had every right to leave us. God had every right to divorce us, quote-unquote, over our infidelity as a human race for violating our agreement, violating our covenant, violating our relationship. But what do we see instead? We see that every time that humanity was unfaithful, God offered us a new covenant offered us a new relationship, offered a new marriage of sorts, 
We see it in Noah, Abraham, Moses, Joshua, David, and Jeremiah. These are all the times that God sought to reestablish a covenant with us, a relationship with us to reestablish that bond, that marriage of sorts. Our Lord pursued us even as we tried so hard to evade him. He pursued us as we rebelled, and he searched after us even after we had revolted against his love. God still wanted to be betrothed to us, to be married to us. God was the faithful one in that relationship. And this first reading from Isaiah prophesies a time when God will solidify and cement his bond, his marital bond with humanity. And that happens in the person of Jesus Christ. It's no coincidence that this first reading is the fir- one of the first readings on Christmas Day when Jesus entered into the world and united humanity with God and bridged that gap between our infidelity and God's fidelity. As fully God and fully man, Christ wedded God to humanity forever. And as the words of Isaiah so beautifully said, God delighted in humanity more than he ever did before when Christ entered into the world. Because Christ established a new covenant with us, a new relationship between us and God. We were wedded to God more powerfully, more profoundly than ever before. And in all of those previous times, the covenant was elevated and strengthened and deepened our bond with God. So it makes sense that Christ's first miracle, the very beginning of his public ministry on this earth, would occur at a wedding, changing water into wine, elevating something to a higher stake, because everybody agrees that wine is always better than water. If we think about it, the water was representative of all of those previous covenants that God had entered into with humanity. We even hear the detail that the water was there for Jewish ceremonial washings. Again, representing all of those previous rituals, all of those previous covenants that God had entered into with humanity. And they had worked well. They had done their job for that time, but they were not needed in the moment now. Water was not needed. Wine was needed for that wedding feast, for that wedding celebration. God wanted to elevate those covenants into something far, far greater than anything he had ever done before. So it makes sense that the head waiter would say, you have saved the best wine for now. God saved his best covenant, his best relationship for the one that would be forged with Jesus Christ and us. Christ's covenant is so infinitely greater than the ones of the Old Testament. And if you think about it, we have a greater intimacy with God through Christ's covenant, through the sacraments and through the Eucharist, and even just salvation. Going to heaven was not possible in the Old Covenant. It only happened with Christ. This miracle we hear in our gospel is symbolic of everything that Christ would do from that point onward in his public ministry to continue to elevate us, to elevate our relationship with God, to give us better wine, even the best wine for that moment. So this marriage, this covenant between God and humanity is truly repaired in Jesus Christ. 
Christ in this miracle is showing how much he delights in us and how faithful he is to us and how faithful we are called to be in return. So brothers and sisters, we are blessed that God wants to enter into relationship with us. Blessed that he seeks us when we rebel and grateful that God is faithful even when we might not be. So may we renew our covenant with God each and every time we attend Holy Mass so that God, our Creator, may continue to rejoice in us.